All right. Welcome to episode 11. We've already done 10 of these. Wow. Now we're up to 11. Nobody's watched 10 of these, huh? No, right. some have watched. I don't think they... Well, okay. So for those listening, of course, we still have a YouTube channel in case people are interested right. just true, to see true. us. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. never really mention it, so... Well, um, you know, it's what it when is. Exactly. When we record this, we do it both video and audio, obviously. So if you're interested and you really want to see what we look like or yeah, you really know what we look like yeah. and you're just curious then uh, go to the Gen X Guys channel on YouTube right. and you'll find us there. Anyway, it is a new week and new show and yeah. playoffs start. NFL playoffs. You got to make sure you say NFL. Just NFL, yeah. Not for long playoffs. Yeah. For some you teams, know. that's going to be true. For some, that will. So I don't know if you saw it today, but uh, – they were supposed to the Bills game got pushed to Monday now. Due to yeah, the yeah, I saw storms. yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting because Well, how they, many how many how much snow did they get? Hell, I don't know. It's a lot. How about measure it as a lot? Just call it that. We'll talk about that later, but yeah, I, I have feelings about NFL playoff games in the north. Even though I'm a I'm a Browns fan, I'm not sure how I feel about open air stadiums and having the weather play that big of a part. I know every there's always going to be the hardcore ones that are just stuck in the past, and I'm not sure if it's. I think it's like our generation and the boomer generation or whatever. But that's football. This is football. But when when the when the weather plays a bigger factor than the teams, especially in the playoffs, I think it's. I mean, I know people are going to say that's football. I'm like. It, Things change. Like the forward pass was invented. If you want to say what's old school, then we should have the forward pass, right? You know. But I'm just saying. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Down. I went on down. Down. You're going a little hardcore there. I am, yeah. but it's just because you're going to hear the people say, "No, that's football. It's part of what football is." I'm like, I, I don't agree with that. Well, I, mean, like, I, I don't know how you feel, about, but but like with Buffalo and it being a game where, honestly, skill is like that one game with the Patriots where what. I, I don't remember if it was Mac Jones or not, but he did three passes in the game just because of the weather. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this type of weather is almost going to push you towards a run game only, unless it's just like, obviously they pushed the game out. It's supposed to be Sunday. Yeah. They pushed it to Monday now because the heavy storm coming through and they weren't going to move it to another location because then fans would travel, which would be just well, as were, dangerous. Yeah, they were talking about moving to Cleveland. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. a good neutral spot for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's it's in their state, so or no, not in their state. Well, but it's close to each other. Like yeah. two yeah. hours away. They're like border state, so it's it's, close. it's pretty close, yeah. especially by California standards. That's true. That's true. Everything's true, yeah. close. Everything's close. But um, so let's it's let's close. talk about playoffs. Let's talk about. So I mean, there are also lots of news this week. I mean, it's, this is going to be a sports show. There's a lot of a lot of NFL news, especially yeah. NFL news. Well, yeah. So NFL. Let's start with the news at least before we jump into the playoffs. Earlier this week. Obviously, Pete Carroll was pushed aside. I don't think he stepped aside on his own. He definitely made it sound like he didn't want to leave. So they've decided to move on in the Seahawks, push Carroll away, which I found interesting because I didn't expect that. Um, Especially when his last comments on like that day after the game were like, I've got a lot of energy left. I'm excited to keep going. And then suddenly he's out. And uh, now he's an advisor, which to me just means once he finds another job, he'll, he'll be done. Um, 
And then for well, yeah, and then the biggest news obviously out of the NFL was Belichick being pushed aside. I wouldn't say pushed aside, but he, the team's been performing poorly since Brady left. So actually, they, they made their playoffs the first year without um, Brady. Yeah. So the the problem with that. I, the big problem, I think, with the Belichick one is different just because I think he, him being GM is the issue, not him yeah. as the coach. You know, and it's it's the one thing – one of the things that kills me is you look at, like, when they talk about the runs or whatever that these coaches have, coaches can only play with the players they have. And that's why, like, the Piquero one, I'm surprised. I mean, Geno Smith is, I you know, comeback player type because, of, you know, reviving his career, but, you know, he's still not – a great quarterback. I mean, he's not a tier one quarterback. I don't even know if he, I, I would even put him as tier two. You know, I don't know. I mean, okay, tier what, one what being that, tier one to be. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think tier one is like that top three quarterback in the league, right? So like, you only say top. So you're basically saying tier one only exists about three quarterbacks. That's it. Three or four quarterbacks. I mean, the ones that are like in the MVP conversation, right? Like the ones that have that ability to be in the MVP conversation. And then there's like that group of five or six that are borderline. And I just don't, I don't even see Geno Smith in that five or six. I mean, he's like. So you don't call him a know. top 10 quarterback, basically, is what you're I saying. I don't think I would. Although, I, mean, I you think don't he need has, a top I, 10 I, quarterback to be a playoff team. I'm sorry? You don't need a top 10 quarterback to be a playoff oh, team. Oh, I agree with that. Eight. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with that. But I mean, I think it's one of those things where I think the, the Seahawks, given. Their run. I mean, they don't they don't have a twenty year playoff run like the, like the Patriots said, but they've been good solidly even after a lot of the changes that have happened with that team. You know, with with everything, it, it's hard to like deny that Carroll is a top coach. I mean, they so, got to the playoffs last year, and yeah. then this year they barely missed it. I mean, they were right there, so it's not like he was trending horribly down. Like right. a couple more pieces, they could be competitive again. To your point, yeah. Apparently, either the owner, she just wanted to move on, or wasn't a Carroll fan anymore, whatever it is. They've decided to shift on that one. And uh, and I agree with you. But to your point about the quarterbacks, like, yeah, I say Geno Smith is definitely top 20. I mean, he oh, should easily. be. I'd say top half. Yeah, I mean, easily he's probably going to be a starter in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, most definitely. But, um, but yeah, as but far as your point about, like, tier one, I mean, it's hard to say what's considered tier one. I think your point on MVP probably is the easiest way to gauge him right now, which would basically put Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Allen, and then Purdy, if you want to throw him in for this year, just because of what he's done numbers-wise in every category, pretty much leads. Right, right. Um, But it's only a second year, and, you know, he's still growing, unlike the other three I just listed who've been around for quite a bit now. So, Um, Even though I do think, uh, you know, Allen is still I'm I, I think he's at borderline tier one, tier two quarterback. There's just too many question marks. Like, do you really trust him? Right. As, as a franchise. Does he have the skill, ability? Yeah, but there's just some of those things. He has that Brett Favre where, you know, that gunslinger where boom or bust, he's either gonna have a great play, I mean, or he's going to do something that you're like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, it's just one of those you yeah. never know with him. Where, And I think as much as I hate to admit it, and look, by the way, you know, I hate Lamar just because he's on the Ravens. 
you know, but he's cleaned up a lot. He's you see him sticking in the pocket a lot more than any year in the past. And yeah. now, especially that he has a deep threat like Flowers, like I think Odell is just a good veteran presence for him to throw to, right? Um, because you see, like most of his plays are like one play a game. It's not he's not Odell of five years ago or six no. years ago, but or even I'm three years ago. That. But Flowers, Flowers has been the type of weapon that, um that he really needed. But again, but you also see, I think, a maturity in, in Jackson. And he is definitely playing at MVP level as much as it bothers me to say so. But yeah, no, he's 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 up there. Mahomes, even with the off year, uh, you can't put it all on him because of his receivers are just absolute just dog shit. I mean, they're just horrible. Except for Kels. Yeah, but Kelsey's come down Except this year. Kelsey's definitely come down this year. Yeah, and no, yeah. it has nothing to do with the fact that he's dating Taylor Swift. It's no, just, it's, it's just you spend that many years in playoffs, Super Bowls. The worst down is you get older, the beatdowns and all that stuff. And and for his role okay. specifically as a tight end, not so much for a quarterback. Quarterbacks are so right, well right. protected and given every benefit of the doubt, but the players who actually get out there and have to hit the you know block and whatnot, like tight ends generally do, they're going to feel it a bit more. And they're well, you still getting, like. In yards, he's still like a top three or five this year. Yeah, it's not no, like he's, he's still done well, but he just where you'd expect also, him who to are they carry them. Yeah, who are, who are they paying attention to as a receiver? And let's just be honest, Kels is definitely just really a big wide receiver. I don't really – he's not a, a true tight end. Well, I mean, a even, tight end. I mean, they've had catching me, tight ends to me, for okay, like To me – like even even a Kittle is borderline to me. I think oh, so. like the la- one of the last true ones, like because if you a Kittle is a very willing blocker and actually a very effective blocker, and that's the reason why I would say. But he's not, he's not like a Gronk. Like a Gronk to me is the prototypical tight end who blocked extremely well, and he's a oh, big he's body. He's one of the best blockers in the in the game on the tight end side. No, I know. I'm just saying. Well, but I, I would just right, say I'm not, like, I'm not falling right now, so I'm trying to follow along and see where you're going with this shit because it makes no sense right now. I I don't think Kittle is up there with a Gronk when it comes to blocking. When when it comes to some of the older tight ends and how the tight end the tight end position has dramatically changed, and I don't think Kittle is he's one of the best in the game right now, but I don't think he would be the same thing as like a as tight ends in the past. Oh, even 10 years I'm ago. I'm going to completely disagree with you. I, I, I know you would. I, I knew you would. I can't fathom where you're going with this. Tony I, love, I love Kittle Tony as a blocker. I, don't, I, I think he's an effective blocker in the type of scheme that he's in. Let me yeah. ask you this, though. What yeah. is the purpose of a tight end? It's to block and catch, right? Right. You block a running place, and then they're out there catching the ball. That's I, I consistent agree. everywhere. Right. Kittle does a great job as a blocker. He, would he fit. does a good job as a blocker. He's... He's one. I just said he's rated as one of the best blockers. For right in the NFL currently. I'm just saying overall, I wouldn't put him as a great blocker as just a pure blocker compared to who? I don't so, think again compared to like a Gronk. Gronk was good. I didn't think he was great. He wasn't in stats weren't that great from a blocker standpoint. From a blocker, yes, he's he was just a big guy. Mike okay. Bavaro. Mike Bavaro. Remember good old Mike Bavaro? Right. Yeah, 
He's right. your prototypical tight end, right? Because he blocks oh, yeah. more than he catches. Look, look, look. I admit that the game has changed. I'm not saying that it hasn't. You already, pre, you already set yourself up earlier, you old school bastard. We're complaining about going back to the running game. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, in those offenses, especially both Shanahan's and that, it's the scheme also dictates a tight end like that. One that can I agree. block like, levels well, on. It's just like offensive linemen, more agile, or, or defensive ends, more agile, smaller now, right? Look at Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's small. a DT. Yeah, and he's small, yeah, he's, but he's dominating. And you know right. why? Because his strength, dude, is fucking strong. And unreal. Because he's lower, it actually benefits him because he can get up and push the uh, lineman out of the way faster because he's now got the advantage of getting down lower. Being a, Plus, he's just super him, smart. He knows what he's doing. Yes, but watching him twice a year, do you think he was a uh, first-team All-Pro? For this year? He got it, but uh, yeah, I, I think say, I think you think his name. Do you think his still name? Name, yeah, his name? Yeah, and the, yeah, sometimes that happens. Unfortunately, like your dominance for years sometimes give you that one year where you're not oh, quite as dominating. Just yeah. they're like, well, who's better? And it's hard to really say who's better, especially if they have one yeah. great year. It's like, okay, well, he's always great. You just right. injuries or whatever. Um, yeah. But before we give up on your tight end conversation, because that's just stupid. Um, I'm just going to say this. Kittle's I mean, a very good block, but he's... he's no, no, it's not, not just about Kittle. I'm moving past Kittle. Okay, okay, okay. I'm moving into, like, Do you Kelsey. think Kelsey is... Do you think Kelsey is more... I mean, it's just a big wide receiver. And I think that's really... I think Kelsey I, I think, has definitely turned into a big wide receiver. I, I just think what I'm saying is I think that tight ends today, like, it's more important for them to be a receiver than a blocker. I think I'm just saying that the paradigm is shifting. You have to be both. I agree. That it's it, but it's by yeah. far more important for them to be a receiver than a blocker. Where before there was a balance. I, I just I think the it just weighs heavily more to receiving skills rather than than or being just really a big slot receiver in a way rather than it being the traditional tight end role. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and I, it's an evolution. I, I'm totally fine with that. I'm just saying this is different. I don't know. I, I look at it as, and I agree with you. There's been an evolution because okay. they look more for receiving court, tight ends. Like tight ends didn't do as much back in the 80s, right? Or even you know, definitely. seven, definitely 70s and 80s, even early 90s. It's really like Brent Jones. I mean, if you go back to a 49er tight Brent end, Jones is one of the first few. Tony Gonzalez was, really, was probably the oh, one yeah. who pushed it to where it is today. He he brought it to another level. Yeah, definitely. And then I him mean, and Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I mean, I love people always say Gronk is probably the best tight end. I disagree. Tony Gonzalez is still the best tight end of all time. Yeah. Um, in my mind, just based yeah. on what I've seen over the decades, I'd still. I, I'd easily put them in one A, one B type thing. Yeah. But then yeah. even if you go back, like, actually, I, I got to change that. If you look at Kellen Winslow Sr., um, true. Back, yeah. you know, if you point. go back that far, he was really him and uh, Ozzie Newsome yeah. were really Ozzie. the first ones that were like, but again, they were they were the exception by far. Well, you also had Niners going back, Russ Francis. You also okay. had yeah. Cosby Ford at the Cowboys. I mean, there are quite a few tight ends that have done yeah. their time. True. Um, Novacek was a big one during the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a great blocker and a good, he was that guy you could send out there and get those tough yards when you needed it on the shorts. God, so, it's just funny when you when you actually start thinking about those and uh, what, how much like the names that we're just bringing up. It's like how many good really receiving tight ends that the NFL has had? Like I said, like, yeah. I, you know, I'll have, you know, that preconceived notion about what a tight end is, but you know, they're, 
plenty that were just awesome. And I'm curious to see how good of blockers they were. You know, yeah. just, just curious. Like, to actually go back and actually rate them, not just have some arbitrary, oh, I remember 30 years ago, because nobody remembers that far back. We don't. No, we, can we don't. Barely, I can barely remember 30 days ago. It's just popping my head, and I go with it. And yeah, I don't know yeah. where they're coming from. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I really wonder, like, going back and looking at, like, it's easy to see, like, the Kellen Winslow and Ozzy Newsome receiving games. Like, that one with Kellen Winslow where he had to be dragged off the field. Like, where, I don't know if you've ever seen that one where, and I don't remember the specifics of the game, but it was like they basically had to carry him off. He was just so gone at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But um, I really wonder, like, going back and seeing actually how much of blocking is actually was needed back then or how good of blockers were they? Were they just really big receivers? You know, expected to go up the middle yeah. and be that guy to make those hard catches, you know. Well, they were definitely big guys over. back then. Because, again, yeah. you just got to remember the time Mark Bavaro, the yeah. Giants played the Niners. Ronnie Lott literally was being pulled by him from behind. Yeah. Lott oh, had yeah. a bad angle, but regardless, it's just a, it just showed tight ends generally were big, thinner offensive linemen, more definitely more agile. Yeah, but generally, they're trying to be bigger guys. But they wanted to put you on the line because you were big, because you were tall. Yeah, yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, no, but that's elementary school-level coaches. Yeah. Actually, okay, I'm changing my mind about about tight ends. I think I talked right. myself out of it. Sweet, I won. Good. <laughs> you kind of did. I hate to admit it, but it's just one of these. I, I really wonder. I wonder how much of that is that whole thing of of how you glorify the past, or you have a. a I mean, you're not wrong about schemes. Past. Schemes nowadays make a difference because you see them be more more active. But um, I still think there's plenty of tight ends who. Are, are brought in first for their blocking ability. Like when you look at Iowa, which is usually Iowa University is like the tight end university oh, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But they know they both can block and can catch. And so, yeah. and what they do after the catch is a big piece too. Cause True. Well, because that's where I think there's been more evolution on that side. They're more nimble to get more yards. Well, that's like with, with Gronk, it was what he did. I mean, yeah, he was a fucking freight truck. Tr- he was a freight truck. And the thing is, it was like one of those big, like uh, like you talk about Derrick Henry. He was like a Derrick Henry, but a receiver because as he already had the momentum and guys were just falling off of him. Where I think yeah. Kels is just, Kels is a smart, uh, I think he's one of the smartest tight ends. Well, he and Mahomes have such an understanding with each other. Oh, yeah, where to go. And then he uses his big body to his advantage. When a cornerback is trying to tackle him, he just can't because he has a bad angle and he's bigger than them and, Maybe not faster, but fast enough that, you know, the speed doesn't help the quarterbacks that much. Right. So, yeah. so it's really interesting uh, we, to think about. We clearly got sidetracked into tight ends. Um, not it's sure how we got there. It's it's important. It's important role. It's an important but the, role. the other thing was, we didn't finish up on the coaches, but we did make Our mention coach, of yeah. Belichick. Well, um, Sabian, Sabian, not Sabian. Sabian also. Sabian retired. From Bama, and immediately within two days, the head coach of Washington, DeBoer, has now taken over as head coach of Bama. And yeah. now five of his players have already jumped in the portal. portal. Most likely, he'll pull them over to Bama. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if they're his, the skill players he knows he wants, then he'll pull right. them in. But that's massive because Saban was like, was college football for the last, oh, yeah. you know, 15 years. That's so, the name. Six national titles, and dude, I always feel bad for anybody who jumps in after a great coach like that. 
Like you're gonna, you're never gonna succeed to his level. Like you're gonna have a tough time. If you do, that's that's unreal. That would be, and that's more than it becomes Alabama the name. Like in this case, say Alabama wins wins a national title in the next two years. Well, think about it. You basically he's taking his skill players over. It doesn't seem like anybody's probably gonna leave Bama for that reason. So hopefully not. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's basically taking Bama and improving it. Yeah, so I mean, once Saban announced he was retiring, the top recruit, one of the recruits they had who had uh, intended to go to Bama, decided to pull back, and then they are one of their uh, one other player. I'm forgetting the name. Went also went into the portal from Bama. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't heard of the last. To your point, a mass exodus. It's more yeah. about they were waiting to see, and now we'll see over the next you know week or two if there's yeah. more shift um, or not. To your point, yeah, Saban, huge name. And then you got Belichick, who basically got told to leave. And thanks to the succession plan they already had in place, right. the linebacker coach, Mayo, is now the new head coach of Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh, uh, the Patriots. Um, so they didn't have to, interestingly enough, go through that whole process of uh, putting in the, uh, the search, right? They yeah. just straight up could hire because they had that succession plan in place. Yeah. So... But yeah, but now okay. So now out there, the NFL. Also, Babel, uh I I was surprised that Babel. Oh my God, I pronounced his name, Mike Babel. Babel, Babel. Yeah, it's fine. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. But he got let go too. I was surprised by that one. I don't know. I, I you'd heard the rumblings heading into the final couple of weeks that he might there might be a change like because there was rumblings about Belichick leaving. They thought maybe Vrabel would end up saying, Hey, Absolutely, I want yeah. to go be the coach of the Patriots. But it turns out they just disagreed. Like the owner had a plan and he didn't, wasn't, he was pretty tough about his stuff, what he wanted. And so yeah. he was gone. But you're right. There's yeah, I love when owners get involved at that level because you know, that always works out so well. Well, the Carolina owner is ridiculous. Well, I don't know Washington, who you can get to Carolina. coach. That well, Washington's new. Yeah, well, I mean, I just meant in the past. I, I yeah, okay. Right in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your point, let's not forget one other important factor. Michigan wins the national title. I know the team you cheer for, Michigan yeah. Wolverines. You're super excited for that. Oh, See yeah. it in your I eyes. I watched the game. Yeah, so did I. No, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch oh, I, I did. I, I watched it. I knew they I were going to win. It. As much as I wanted to think that Washington had a chance, I knew that Michigan would. I knew that all of a sudden Michigan would explode on them. Yeah. Anyway. But with Michigan, now that they've won, Harbaugh probably will go to the NFL. Is a lot of the speculation out there. But he where? could stay. He could stay. But that brings up the question. Now you have Harbaugh, Belichick, Vrabel, and Pete Carroll, who's technically an advisor, but he's available. So you got four right there. Well, right? who do you think is the, the best landing spot for somebody? Well, for Harbaugh... It's hard to say. I mean, for him, Chargers probably would be the best one because he'd already have an established quarterback. Right. He loves the running game, so he'll figure out a way to get that working. Right. And then they have a stout de- a defense that's good. It needs improvement yeah. to get yeah. better, but it's good. It's not horrible. It's like mid-tier right now. So he's in. A, it'd be a good spot for him to come in in a division that's weakened down because Denver's yeah. not doing much. The Raiders will probably keep Pierce in the end, who did a good job at five and four. But I was trying to think about this, and maybe you know, when was the last time a guy took over as an interim coach in the middle of the season, then got hired to stay on, and actually did anything? 
The problem I have with Pierce, and 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 I'm not, I don't really follow the Raiders, but for some reason, and I don't think it's going to be this bad, but it's like what the Browns did with Freddie Kitchens, where you took the fan favorite, the guy yeah. who everybody loved, but you put him in a situation now where he had to run the team, like for real. I mean, look, sorry, interim head coaches are there just to keep the ship going. They're not really running the team yet. Right, right? and when they're it's hired not- on as full-time. That's where I'm curious. Like, when was exactly. the last successful interim coach hired on as full time for that same team? Yeah, actually successful, and none come to I, mind. I, I don't know. I, I, I that's a good question, but I, I I see like this type of thing is like, again, they're the the fans are calling for him, but I think yeah, it's one of those fine. things that yeah. But I think it, I think it, it it reeks not just of kitchens, but actually, you know, what kind of reminds me a little bit more of um, uh, Singletary. So I was going to say the Nolan Singletary. Yeah. That's another good example. Yeah. Right. Like he did great me, when he, he walked in. Yeah. He started off good, but then the reality was is it just wasn't quite head coach material on the right. end. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you got to yeah. find that out. You take a chance, but but you're taking a chance. And like historically, right. and this is, and like I said, I've never seen, and I'll, I'll have to go back and check, but I don't think I'm I remember. Curious too, yeah. There's been a time. An interim who became full time for that team ended up taking a team being anywhere in past two seasons. Like I, I expect they probably were gone after two years. Um, Fortunately, we've had it too many times, but and it's never worked out. Right. But again, I think because they come into a situation where they're just everything stays the same, nothing changes. They just hype the team up a little bit, kind of get them, get rid of that bad taste of whatever that coach was doing, kind of get them hyped a little bit, but then when it comes to the grind of the offseason and actually making it your team, they're not prepared for it. Because there's a lot more to it than people right. want to do. It's not – I think people undervalue like – or not undervalue, but underestimate what co- head coaches do, how involved they are. I mean, think about yeah. these guys. It's not a full-time job. People act like it's a 40-hour you know, hour work week for them. It's not. You know, They, they work 100 they hours. Live there. They yeah, they live there. there. Yeah. yeah, it's and so, and then you have to hire the right staff, which is incredibly important. I mean, it's just what it is, and then you have to game plan for everything. So, I it'd be interesting to see. I mean, but again, to your point, I think the stats. I, I'd be interested to see if they're who actually came in as an intern head coach and actually did well. Yeah, and so to that point, so that aside, um, but to your question, like, where is Harbaugh going to land? I mean, there's there's a lot of open spots right now that are open. Now, there are teams yeah. in the playoffs who could have open spots after the playoffs, depending how they do. Like, like who? The Cowboys being one. If the Cowboys don't get to the Super Bowl, then McCarthy's gone, and he should be gone at that point. I, I, never, liked, I never liked that pick. To be, I, as much no, as I hate the Cowboys, I. I also just – I never liked that pick. No, I never either did I. It never made sense. And then uh, Philadelphia, although – more or less likely. But I know there's been a lot of talk over the last few weeks because they started off 10 and 1 and finished 11 and 6, going 1 and 5 and looking just pathetic throughout all that. Like should Sirianni be gone? Like is he even yeah. But I think that'd be ridiculous if they were to let him go because one year removed from the Super Bowl, he had a great start. Okay, he didn't finish off well. Fine, give him another year to see if he can climb. What what so I, I the one thing the like, coordinator, you, 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 coordinator you, you, left. And that's where a lot of yeah. the struggle came in. Well, wait, did did his 
I'm trying to remember, but did his coordinator leave or did he fire? Coordinator, no, his coordinator left. He took over in Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, no, no. I meant what happened for the collapse? Oh, I'm trying to. Was it just because they lacked scheme and when the Niners exposed them badly that people that's realized, that's here's how you beat that. them? And I think that, that, yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. It only takes one team to expose you and then you find flaws. Right. Like good teams can start taking advantage of that. Right. Um, even bad teams, apparently, because they weren't yeah. they weren't beating anybody really. They were, yeah, I mean, it's um, one thing to get you know beat by the 49ers at that time, but it started a trend where it's like, all right, you lose to the 49ers at, at that time when the 49ers were, you know, probably one of the hottest teams in the NFL, or if not the. But it was one thing then to continue that spiral. And then the, what happened with the Cowboys, it just was just as bad, if not worse, almost. Yep. Um, but, but to your point, like Harbaugh, again, you got Washington, you got Carolina, you got others, you know, that are available right now. What about Buffalo, possibly? Like, another, like you said, playoff. That's true. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. They, that team has regressed so much. And I don't really, there's no outside of, you could say Allen, you could blame him, but. Well, you, you can't know. blame him for part of it, but. I right. agree. I mean, he's not helping. He's, he's not putting helping them in right. a bad position. Exactly. But McDermott, I agree. I, I kept always looking at him as like the coach that can get you to the playoffs, but he can't get you any further. Yeah. And so the Bills have to make a move. And depending if they lose that game to Pittsburgh, which I don't think they will. Um, but if say they don't even get to the, is the number two seed, they don't even get to the AFC title game. Then there's probably questions, especially depending well, how they lose. lose. Yeah. yeah. It's a close one. It was just some bad roll against the group, you know, like the Chiefs or something like that. Right. But then, okay, what do you do? But you also have to ask: Is McDermott still going to get you to that next level? Is it right. the coaching? Is it the players? Is it a combo of both? You know. So, yeah, I agree. McDermott's probably another one that could go. He's definitely think, in the hot seat. Yeah, but those those are probably the three teams in the playoffs I consider might have potential to give up on their coach in the off season Cowboys most uh, definitely. You really I just, so? I, yeah. If they don't get to the, at least the NFC title game this year and barely lose, like he's gone. Like I, I can't see Jerry Jones keeping him anymore. That's the thing about the Cowboys. It's, they just don't lose. It's they either blow a team out or they look really bad losing. Yeah. I guess uh, it, it's, and I believe that I blame on coaching. When you see that type of, of despair, you know, that just that difference between winning and losing for them. Like everybody always talks about, you know, the Cowboys up until I think what well, was the Eagles game where they hadn't beat anybody with a winning record. And the teams that they lost to with a winning record, they lost to badly. Yeah. Well, and the teams they beat with winning records, it's kind of a smoke and mirrors, too. Right. They beat the Eagles team, who just got destroyed by the Niners. Right, and then they beat the Dolphins, who were without key players. Right, and that you know, and then when they beat the Detroit, they should have lost because lost. the two point conversion should have been good. Yeah, it didn't work. So, you know, they, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, right. but as far as Coach Carroll, the one I'm most interested in is not Vrabel. He'll find some place. Um, Carroll, I don't know if he'll find a place this year or not. But it's like Belichick because I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, if I." If, you know, this almost, I've seen analysts say that 
every team in the NFL would consider Belichick. I'm like, no, disagree. First off, his age is going to be a big factor for a team that's trying to build. Plus, he's not going to want to go to a team that's pre-building. He wants to go to a team that's at least capable of making the playoffs and going further. And for him, it's oh, it, like the Niners wouldn't give up on Shanahan. Like for instance, Niners wouldn't on their coach. There's a ton of teams that wouldn't give up yeah. either. Uh, no, it's not like Andy Reid's going to get dropped suddenly for Bill Belichick. So the comment was stupid. Not every team is going to be excited to have a Bill Belichick. I don't care what he did. It also has to be fit. Yeah, it has I to mean, make sense. And that's the one thing that always kills me about they say like even like with the Belichick thing where. When Brady left, Brady won a Super Bowl. It's like, well, first of all, Brady picked a team that needed a quarterback. Yeah, he, was smart. he picked them. a winning team. Yeah. He picked a team. And then when they got him, they also went all in on winning a Super yeah. Bowl. I, I think Gronk in. I mean, they brought a few players in that he said they should get, and they did, and because he knew full well they would give him that last edge to get across. Right. And and that's what they needed. So I think that's really stupid to act like Brady just went to a team. And won a Super Bowl because he's Brady, but it's a boring story if you go with that way. You gotta right. give me story. Not, not a story. No. Um, but yeah. but again, you needed that fit. It's like you look at even like Belichick and Brady. I mean, they needed each other. You know, I agree. It was a good fit. I mean, Brady is no nonsense, to... hard, you know, just look, Brady acknowledged Belichick's retire, you know, not retirement, you're not retiring, right? Leaving right. the Patriots with the reality, like. We did everything together, you know, and there were good times and bad times, but it was always about winning and the team. And that's all that he, he cared about. That's all they both cared about. You know? And it was always funny. They, they, say, they say that, like, you know, now the narrative changes that Belichick never won without Brady. But it's like, you know, the first three Super Bowls really weren't Brady. I no, mean, not, not, not saying that it, it wasn't Brady. Right. It wasn't Brady as we know him no. in the later years. No. You know, it wasn't. You know, it was mostly Belichick at that time, but they, he needed that type of quarterback and military and, and so on to win. Yeah. But it's funny how the narrative changes based upon what happens. It almost, the Patriots never had a blowout win in a Super Bowl. Never. No. Interestingly enough, Brady's only blowout win was when he was with Tampa and they beat the crap out of the Chiefs. Yeah. That was it. Other than that, every single Patriot Super Bowl victory was less than seven points. Which does you know, only overtime game too. Yeah, that's twenty-eight-three. Oh, which is a good one. What if Belichick goes to Atlanta? You know, Atlanta's also open. So, although I wouldn't see him going to Atlanta, but he could. Um, I don't. I mean, it's hard. Do you think if he goes to another team, he's going to want to be GM? I think that he'll want want at least. He'll want no. He won't get GM because the people have seen enough over the last twenty years to see he's a horrible GM. What they'll probably do is what he'll want, and when probably someone will agree to, is just that they'll still be a GM, but he'll at least have say on, you know, roster moves, and he'll be more involved on the players to pick. But he shouldn't be the ones that makes the final decision because God knows he makes horrible decisions about players. He loves to pick these guys that he considers to be, you know, diamonds in the rough, and that they never turn well, into. Well, no, the thing is, when it works, it works, but but it doesn't work enough. And yeah. he puts his team. That's why you're seeing this poor team now. Yeah. And plus, he's his indecision. Like Mac Jones was not a bad quarterback. Hell, they got him to the Super, to the Super Bowl, the playoffs, yeah. the first year with ten wins. Yeah. So, is really was Mac Jones just suddenly digressing? I mean, the next year, 
he lost his offense coordinator and Brainiac Belichick decides, you know what? I'm going to put defensive coordinators as the offensive coordinator. I mean, that ruined it for him. And then this year, they finally bring an offense coordinator against Belichick's wishes, apparently. He didn't well, really want to. He wanted to stick with what he was doing. And they got even worse. So it, it, it's one of those things where I think with guys like Belichick, when it works, he's a genius. When it doesn't work, and I think to your point, I think more and more those not working has happened more often than it working. Where in the yeah. past, it worked a lot. But now, and again, maybe it's it's a lot easier, though, in, with the cushion of when you have a franchise, a true franchise quarterback, you have that wiggle room. Unless you have a true, like, top-tier franchise quarterback, you don't have that wiggle room. Yeah, well, you also have the environment. Because yeah. when Brady left, if Belichick maintained the current hard-nosed environment, which he did, no one wants to go play for that. Like, if you're not winning and you're a hard-ass, then I'm not going to bother. When also, when you are have no the, job, then I need when money. When the leader in the, in the locker room, your quarterback, is no different, what the what, what are you going to say? Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, like, look, everybody says, like, if Randy Moss had Brady for, like, Randy Moss's whole career, Moss could only last there a year. Yeah, I mean, Moss, talent-wise, was better than Rice, talent-wise. But I would never pick Rice over Moss. I don't know. I always say athleticism, yes. I don't know yeah, about well, athleticism, yeah. But you know talent, yeah. I mean. to me, is different than athleticism. Athleticism just gives you the ability to be speed and jump high. Great. Good job. So I can chuck it out there well, okay, and you should be able to grab it. Cracking the ball in, his route, everything, his speed. But I'm, I'm just saying, the, the point I'm a route runner. You're, you're now, now, now you're going to distract from the point that I'm trying to make. Sorry, Thank go you. ahead. Sorry. No, but I'm just saying, though, a Randy Moss couldn't stay there. No, I agree. He didn't. He only he only last a year and a half, right? A year and yeah. a half, maybe? Yeah. And because he just, that's Randy Moss is who he is. He's just not, he's not a team player. And he's just, it, it's, it's not, you know, a major knock against him because he's still a, Mount Rushmore wide receiver, but still. Yeah, we have a yeah, conversation he, about that one. Yeah. So, but I agree. With you. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into the playoff matches because they're coming up starting today. Uh, interestingly enough, you got Cleveland first against the Texans. NBC. Yeah. You excited about that? Who do you, you think is going to win? Now, I think the Browns will win. Um, but I, the, the Texans are. A good team. I mean, I think they're most of us Browns fans was really hoping that Jacksonville would just win one game because we felt better about playing them than than the than the Texans. But yeah, that's another team that fell the, off. The, the, the Jaguars obviously showed who they were. You know, I mean, it just the reason why we wanted to play them is the reason why they're not in the playoffs. Is they're just not right now a good team. But I think the Texans are on an upswing. I. I think that they their defense really can't handle our offense. Um, and we got a lot of people back from injury and a lot of people recover, but we're still missing we're still missing a ton of people. So I I feel the Browns will win, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna be I it's gonna be close. It's gonna be to the end. I can see us winning by like four or five or something like that. You know, like so, like so a thirty one twenty seven or something like that. There we go. I was just gonna say, what's your what's your score? Like, let's let's I, like, I, really I, jump I, out here. Let's jump out here. 
I don't, I mean, as good as our defense is, I, for some reason, I just, Shroud has just been, he's just showing a lot. We're still also missing our, our, you know, our safety. So there's some things that, that, oh, also I haven't checked, but our number one receiver decides to get hurt in practice again. I love Denzel Ward, but he just, just gets hurt too much and he got hurt in practice. So it's if we have more, he wants to win. I know, no, no. I that's the hard part. I think his body's just not durable enough for the NFL because he's he's gotten hurt because he's such a great tackler, but he puts his whole body into it. I, I mean, as a player, he's not he he doesn't shy away from hits, but I just it just obviously his body maybe just can't handle what he wants to do. Yeah, this is what it is. That's true. Um, but no, I it, it it depends on with our defense. But I I can see them scoring in the twenties. Yeah, easily. not easily, but I I really can see it. And it'll really depend upon if we can keep the momentum going with our with our offense. With yeah, January Joe Flacco. Well, I'm going to pick the Browns as well. I kind of agree with a lot of the points you made. They just defensively they're stronger. Even weakened down, they're still a great matchup against them. Yeah, and offensively Flacco can just start chucking it. Yeah. And I think that's going to be tough for the Texans. Big chemistry, yeah. yeah. So on my score, I'm going to go 28-24. I agree with you. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 28-24. Browns yeah. pull this one off. Um, okay. Now the game that's only on Peacock. So if you don't have Peacock, you can't watch this unless you live in the local area. Is Kansas City-Miami, which is actually a really good game that they're going to put on Peacock. Although, and we talked about this the other day. I just read the report. The wind chill, so the wind, the temperature is going to be minus two degrees at game time. Right. The wind chill factor of minus twenty two. They're going, okay. So they're, it's not going to be as cold as I as no. I. And people are probably just making that shit up. To be honest, that I probably. Heard. But they're telling them to bring bring. They're going to allow them to bring towels in something they don't or blankets something they don't allow in the past. Right. They don't usually let you carry all this yeah, stuff. They're, they're worried about frostbite. Exactly. That's their point. They yeah. for the fans coming, they really need to make sure the fans. Yeah. Well, let's see how many idiots will be on. T- I expect at least a couple. We'll see with no shirt on. Just to prove a point, to show how cool they are. Just have and, to make sure they drink enough to yeah. to be warm enough before hypothermia actually sets in. Basically. And then they're going to have uh, hot chocolate available and all that other stuff. Aww. Which is good. You need that shit. I mean, if you're yeah. going to drink anything, drink that. It's something to warm up, yeah. Yeah. So, But this one, to your point, I don't know if I don't know. I know it's going to be cold. I don't know if there's going to be weather concerns like heavy right, snow. Right. Like, or well, rain. actually, no. Well, actually are going to be there. Be the, be there. But again, think about it. Even for like catching, I mean, holding yeah. on to the ball. That's going to be cold. That's like a rock being thrown at your frozen hands. I don't know who's who. Who do you think is at more disadvantage? They're both Miami. They're both, Miami. No, Miami. Miami. Well, but the thing is, they but the running game isn't that bad. I don't know if Mustard's playing. Was he? Oh, cleared? that's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah. But I, I, I just still don't know. Up in the air. Yeah, I just don't know who gives it a, a real advantage because Kansas City's not a good running team right now. No, and it's funny, you know, people talk about can the Chiefs turn it up, and my answer is I've seen teams like this, you know, great teams who struggle for a year, they can't. Like they feel like they can, it's just not going to happen. Honestly, I'm actually it, I, like I said, this benefits, this benefits the Chiefs, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think they're going to pull it off. I think it's going to be like a 17 to 10 game. It's going to be super low. And 17 is probably too high. But I'm taking the Dolphins at 17 to 10. What yeah. about you? I, I, I'd say like 
20 to 14 type thing, you know, probably similar to what you're saying. I, I don't. But who are you picking? Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, again, I think it really leans that Bosa is able to play and yeah. they can run. But you just don't know in this type of game. I mean, it can very easily be the opposite. I I mean, if I had to pick, if I was betting straight up, I'd pick Miami. Um, I just also don't have a lot of faith in, but again, even with Miami, you never know what Miami team you're going to get. True. They're very, they're very much, but I don't know. Well, and they did lose like, their one of their best the defensive players. Yeah, and they lost one of their best defensive players. Yeah. At the end of True. the season too. So, yeah. so there's kind That's of a lot point. going against them, but I just feel like Kansas City's been finding ways to lose games. Definitely. Like not intentionally, obviously, no one's intentionally out to try and lose good, but they just. They have opportunities and they just yeah. can't catch it. A stupid penalty, something like that, and it just ruins it for them. So, and, the, and those are the things where you look at like usually those teams that go on Super Bowl runs. Like if you look right now, like with the Ravens, those things swing their way all the time. Yep. And I, and, and I don't think it's luck. I don't believe in that. I just think that it's like I think it's a mental thing where right now they're just on this coasting, just playing football and doing well. So. When these 50-50 situations come up, you know, they, they win it. Yep. Where I think with the Chiefs and the Eagles right now, they're they're both those teams that are, like, losing it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting with Baltimore, but we'll talk about that one next week yeah. considering we don't know yeah, who they're playing. Right. Lamar Jackson has his tough time in the playoffs, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, so then we got, we got Sunday's games. We got two again. They were supposed to be three, but they moved Buffalo. So right. now it's only two. Which is probably best. Um, first game, you got the pack against the Cowboys. We going with? I think Cowboys. I think Love has really come on well, and I think the pack has really come on in the end of the season. But I don't know. I see the Cowboys winning. I, I what I don't know is how close is it going to be. I think it could either be close or a blowout. Well, what do you think? The I, score? I know. You, you got to jump on. Give me a score. No hiding from this show. I think Let's it's going to be close, though. I actually don't see the Cowboys. I think in the playoff time, I, to your point, like you just brought up about Lamar, I I don't have faith in the Cowboys in the playoffs. It's a fair I, point. Against yeah. a decent team, and a, and a team that had beat them in Dallas earlier this year. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys. I think that they'll pull it off, but I don't think – I think it's going to be somewhere like – I could see it being a high-scoring game, like 34-31 or something like that. Really? Right? You think their offense is that good? I think it's just one of those things where if you – if you maybe and maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, as no, a Cowboys no, 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 no. I, I just wonder. It just seems like one of those things where if the Cowboys score a lot of points, they also seem to give up a lot of points. They tend to towards the end. You're right. They let teams come back, and I hate that. But that's kind of what I'm wondering is going to happen. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, but I don't I mean, know. Well, I don't. Surprise, surprise, surprise for me. I'm going to pick the Cowboys, of course. Only because I feel like this year, at least in this first round, they can definitely get through it. Unlike yeah. years past where I'd had less hope for them. Right. This year, and uh, to your point, I'm actually, I actually think it's going to be a little bit more distant in score. Okay. I think it's going to be something like 37 to 20. Like I don't, I can I see. Think, I honestly can see that happen. Yeah, yeah. Easily. I think it'll be close for a while, but yeah. the Cowboys will just take off because yeah. Love is still first time ever in the playoffs. He's gonna, he'll figure it out. But he's also 
we've seen up and downs with him. Right. He's been playing great to your point. Like, so he's on a good, good flow right now. CD Lamb has also been dominant. Right. And as long as Dak plays, just plays and doesn't overthink and doesn't try to do more, then they'll be fine. Right. If he tries to do too much. Oh, and let's not leave it to it. If it gets close and late in the game, if McCarthy has to make a decision, the Cowboys are fine. the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to yeah. waste time or he's going to make a bad play call. He's just stupid. So, anyway. Um, but, all right. So, we got that one. How about this? This game oh, will be exciting too. Rams well, against one, Detroit. Yeah. yeah. I think Detroit. I mean, I think Rams are on yeah. upstream, but I still think we'll, we'll see. I, it, because the one thing is, even though the Lions don't have playoff experience, Goff has playoff experience. Yeah. You know, I think that's a big difference. I'm not sure if about their coach. I think he makes some stupid. I think he's one of those ones who. Is it stupid or is it just passion, man? I love his fucking fuck you. Oh, I love his passion. That's not the question. But he sometimes just, dude. He had the two-pointer. He had the two-pointer. He wasn't wrong. You're right. He wasn't wrong. But then it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where in the playoffs, it's a it's a really it's one thing to gamble during the regular season. It's with the playoffs, is the finality of it is a lot. But, so, um, but sometimes coaches like that, Sean Payton, when the Saints won their Super Bowl, remember start of the second half kickoff onside. Colts never expected it. Got it right back and kept going. I'm not so saying no. It, when it works, it works great. Yeah. Right. Well, course, yeah. obviously, if it works, then you win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, sure. but but the whole point is, is that I, I just hope he doesn't do something like that and not trusting his team to be able to play football and win. Because yeah. essentially, one one of the hard parts is, is that when you when you go for that two pointer to either win or lose the game, you're basically, you know, in a way. You can easily say it's like really gutsy, really whatever, but it's also say that you don't trust your defense. Maybe, maybe not. It's also a sense that you you believe you can win, like they can't stop you. It depends and on then, it depends on if you're a defensive player, what do you think it says? I mean, it depends on who, who you're asking. Oh yeah, you're giving faith to your offense. Great. So now your offense feels good, but your defense is like, okay, yeah. I don't know. If it's a low scoring game, then it's not because you don't trust your defense. They've held them the whole game. You're just right. trying to win it now. And that to your off your defense and offense shows you got faith that they can pull it off right now, and they're just you know you want to win. True. I mean, everybody yeah. wants to win. But to your point, yeah, it just depends. I mean, it depends on the situation, in the game. But so, what what do you think the score for that'll be? That one, I don't know. Just guess, man. Come on. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to hold you to it. All these writing all these down, but I'm not going to. I, I think it could be like twenty eight. I just don't know about the. I can see it like being like twenty eight seventeen Lions winning. All right, you know, you like go. a solid win by by the Lions. I just I don't know about the Rams. I don't know how much of it is just them having momentum or if that's who they really are. Right. But yeah, I I, I can see that one being the one game that I can see that kind of being a Detroit winning solid because I do think that they are a better team than Rams. It's just a matter of are they gonna are they a playoff team? Yeah, in the playoffs. I agree. And I think the Lions will win this one too. I think they've been good all year. Yeah, they there've been some breakdowns, but they've always the interesting thing with the Lions is they've come back. They come back. They've been, they've been behind. So they never give up. And that's you know, a testament to their coach. So that, you know, 
constant mentality of you're never out of it, keep going, which yeah. is also why you did the two pointer, I think, is True. because of that mentality, yeah. which to your point can be great and sometimes it can backfire. And so, again, going back to the Belichick thing, when it works, yeah. you're a genius. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, I think this one also. I, I kind of agree with you similar. I think it'll be more like a 24-17 game. Like it'll be within a touchdown between the two. Okay. I just don't think the Lions. We'll I, I think uh, the Rams have been playing better, which I hate, but the Rams have been playing better. But at the same time, Stafford's still a gunslinger. I think will throw picks. Yeah. Like, again, never should have made the Super Bowl two years ago. True. It was a pick straight in the corner's hands, and he just dropped it. And that would have ended the game, and they never would have made the Super Bowl. So, isn't it crazy how the 49ers luck at Super Bowls or playoffs has been on the other for the yeah. last 10, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. So, Bucks, Eagles. Yeah. I think the, I think the Eagles. Actually, hold on. Before that, Bills, Pittsburgh. Because that got moved. Oh, yeah. Bills, day. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Monday. I thought we were finishing up with. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, they're both Eagles, Monday. They're both Monday now. Yeah. I, Bills. I think Bills are going to win it easily. Yeah, same. Steelers are. I, and look, this isn't my bias. Steelers are not a good team, especially they're not going to have TJ Watt. They have no chance. Right. They don't have a quarterback. They don't. Have, I mean, their defense playing well is the only thing that has kept them with a winning record this year. And yeah. Obviously, has not been their offense. Their offense has been horrific, and no change has has happened. To believe in their offense, and now without their best defensive player, it'd be like if, if we went to the Houston game without Miles Garrett, we would have no chance. I, I would Agreed. say the same thing. Agreed. Yeah, you we'd don't be have pressure. Score, but defense-wise, we wouldn't. Our defense would be middle of the pack without Garrett. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the Steelers with TJ Watt. Without him, they have no chance. Agreed. They're, they're almost like quarterbacks. Um, Pretty much. The the Bills should win it. Win it like thirty-one ten. It, it, I think nice. there's going to be a blowout this year. The only only variable is what is the weather going to be like? Yeah. I mean, if it, a huge snowstorm's going off at the time, it'll be a lower. I still say Bills will beat them easily, but it just means it'll become more of a running game. With and, It won't be high scoring just because they don't have as many chances. Yeah. As and well. Allen is a running back. Like, yes. they use him as a running back. Oh, so. he's, a yeah. he's a big running back. But I, I think no matter yeah, if the storm is that bad, then I don't even see the Steelers. I mean, they may get a, a field goal. Because of a turnover or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Like a turnover in Bills territory. But if the weather's that bad where the Bills can only score like 17 or 14, like if they can't even go for a field goal type thing, I, I the I don't think the Steelers offense can do anything. Yeah. It's Agreed. And I agree with you. I, I go with the Bills. And I think the Bills, for me, the score was more like uh, 30 to 7. Like yeah. no different than I what you have. I think that this is one, depending upon what happens with the, the weather, it's going to be the one blowout this this playoff round. Yep. Agreed. But even this right. one, even the other one, the Eagles Buccaneers, I can see it being a blowout too. Buccaneers are not a good team. They backed into it. I mean, it's like by I mean, they won their games. Going. They didn't back they into did, it. They, they won did. Games. But in the playoffs, though, I mean, they're they're just not a good team. I don't know. The quarterback there has won playoff games before. One. And he didn't it matter. Win it. The Steelers handed See, it to us. He won the same amount. As Pittsburgh. much as I love that the same Steelers. Amount Cleveland's won in the last 10 years. True. But it's still. The, the Steelers, you just hate Mayfield, dude. It's fine. Roethlisberger, I don't actually hate him. Yeah, you do. I really don't. You I, do. I, I You, you know what I don't like? You know what I don't like? And I'll say it right now to maybe the one listener that I try to be. I hate Mayfield fans. 
I don't hate Mayfield. I I love him for what he did. For you know, he helped. Mm-hmm. He did help change the culture. But and again, I also think that he can become a top tier quarterback. I still think the mm-hmm. mental part of the game is still there's still a maturity. There's still something that he still is trying to use that chip on his shoulder, you know, walk on thing in the NFL. I think it just doesn't work. Which is funny because he was a top five pick. No, 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 no. I know. That's what I mean. No, I agree. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just funny. He's a top five pick and he has a chip on his shoulder. Like Tom Brady had a chip on his shoulder because he was picked in the seventh round. Brock Purdy can have a chip on his shoulder because he's Mr. Irrelevant. Everybody passed him. That's what I mean. The whole college thing is just old. I, yeah, I just don't think Buccaneers is doing good enough. Yeah. The only reason why they win is because the Eagles are just falling apart. So who do you pick? I'm assuming you're going with the Eagles. I, I'm going with the Eagles, and I'm going that – I honestly think it would be like 24-10. Okay, yeah. I mean, they only scored nine points against freaking Carolina, the Buccaneers, yeah. in the last I'm game. I'm kind of giving them a little bit of benefit just because, yeah, that Carolina game showed like – everybody was saying that Mayfield was doing great up until then, but the last two games he's done horribly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That's I never have faith in him. Yeah, he's average. That's why we traded him away, but yeah, but he has playoff experience. Now, I'm actually going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to really? buy into the concept that the Bucks are playing better, even though it doesn't look as good. Are still playing better than the Eagles, who've gone one and five and have looked just pathetic. So, are you saying that it's the Bucks are going to win or the Eagles going to lose? Eagles are going to lose it. Yeah, okay. Eagles are going to lose. That, it. that I don't disagree with. I can yeah. see it's that. Not the Bucks are going to win it. The Eagles are going to give it to them somehow. That one I don't disagree with. Yeah. That that one I can see just as likely as what I said. Yeah, it's, it's it, either going to be the Eagles are just going to hand the game over, or they're going to win it pretty. They're going to have a good game against them. Yeah, and I, I think my standpoint it's going to be a close game again, but I figure Bucks will probably win twenty to fourteen, and twenty is a stretch, just because it'll probably be more like seventeen fourteen, like they'll barely pull it off. But, but I, I expect Bucks if they when they win it'll be. The combination of things. One, it'll definitely be the Eagles giving them opportunity to win it. A hundred percent. And they'll pull it off at the end. So, so yeah. I think straight up talent wise, there's no way that they should. No, I agree. They shouldn't even be competitive in this. Yeah. I, 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 I actually, you know what? I think yours is as likely, if not possibly more than what I said. I don't know. We'll see because the Eagles can turn it around if playoff time. It's like the Chiefs. It's the same concept. Like suddenly turn it on. You can't just suddenly turn it on. But again, you I think could, the, then you'd be suddenly the turning is, on in all season. The difference is the Chiefs are playing a good football team. So they don't really the Chiefs really have to get back to being the Chiefs. Where the Eagles just don't do something stupid. They should win this game, no problem. Yeah. Well, Eagles are on the road. Chiefs are at home. That's so differences there. But interestingly enough, so okay. So of all our picks, literally the last game is the only one you and I disagreed on. Yeah. Outside of that, we pretty much picked Finns, Cowboys, Lions, Bills, and then we split. Yeah. So nice. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I tracked it down because I'm curious next week. See yeah. how how right we were and how wrong we were. And also not just the win loss part of it, but actually how they won loss. That's I think more yeah. more interesting to talk about. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, I'm excited for the games. Yeah. They all yeah. start later today, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed listening to our. This week's episode is we just yeah, focused yeah. on the NFL playoffs and some of the coaching changes. We will be back next week with uh, probably more NFL playoffs. Any more exciting breaking news that happened during the week as well. True, true. And, and we'll see how close we were. Sounds good. 
So, all right. Well, once again, if you like it, for the two listeners who listen, thank you very much. There's more of you out there. We appreciate it. Just uh, go ahead and subscribe, like, and don't forget, there's a YouTube channel called The Gen X Guys. So you can watch us there. All right. Take care.